Good morning, good evening, or good night. You're listening to episode two of the In the Interim podcast. So today I'm going to read an essay I wrote called Don't Ask Me How I Spend My Time. But before I read the essay, I want to talk a little bit about it. This essay was written in February of 2020, so pre-pandemic. And a lot of what I discuss in the essay um, just isn't the case anymore. My life has changed. Strangely enough, the pandemic shifted some things into place and I don't feel quite as uh, disjointed as I once did. But nevertheless, I want to I wanna talk about the implications of what people are asking when they ask you how you spend your time or what are you up to, how are you, these sort of mundane, seemingly asinine questions that you know, sometimes warrant a genuine response and sometimes, oftentimes, don't. You know, people will sometimes ask, how are you? And it's not even really like a genuine question. It's a more of a hello or stand in for a greeting and you're not supposed to answer. And I think that's very indicative of how we often engage with one another. And so before the pandemic, I would say um, this is a question that, you know, is normal. You can expect Um, And you just try and give the shortest, most palatable answer that you can, unless you feel like you can go deeper, um, in which case you probably know the person who's asking really well. Now, I would say that things have changed a little bit. With quarantine and the pandemic, a lot of people saw their lives change, how they spent their time change because they couldn't go out. They couldn't do a lot of the things that they were normally doing. And so this question became a lot harder to answer, but also a lot more interesting to answer. Um, People picked up hobbies that perhaps they left behind a long time ago, or that um, they had never tried before and ended up loving. And a lot of people found themselves dealing with mental issues, depression, anxiety, um, you know, a lot of research done after the pandemic hit showed that these things uh, were affecting people more frequently. So I would say that the answer to this question has definitely changed, but I don't know that it's become any easier to answer. How do I spend my time? The implication being that the measure of my life is in the answer. Do I spend my time well? Do I spend my time trying to become successful? what is successful. I certainly don't want people to stop asking how I spend my time. And so the title is a little bit misleading. It's not that I don't want to be asked, that I don't want to be engaged on that level. It's more so I find the question in itself limiting because my life is more than the measure of what I've done in 24 hours. And when I have to condense it to such, I feel very limited. I feel like I'm not giving an accurate depiction of what it is that I've experienced because it comes down to all of the minute details which are so incommunicable. This entire blog is about 
in the interim, what happens in the meantime. And so how we spend our time is important. It does reflect what we value and what we want. But it is not the end-all be-all. And I think sometimes there is a genuine desire, at least inside of me, to be asked, where are you? Have you seen something beautiful? Have you seen something horrible? What has affected you in the past 24 hours rather than some of the questions were, were more commonly asked and that have more common answers? So without further ado, I'll get into reading the essay. Don't ask me how I spend my time. Don't ask me how I spend my time, because time is unraveling. Time is no longer compact. No longer is time tightly wrapped around its spool. Time has come undone. Its supple string, refusing to break, has twisted itself into knots. It sprawls leagues behind me and rolls ahead beyond where my eye can see, either end stretching farther and farther away from me. I pull at the string and everything which has settled on top of the string is disturbed. Further, I am disturbed by the unrelenting consistency with which the string is metered out, by the slow, unstoppable roll of the wooden spool. Don't ask me how I spend my time, because I don't remember. In my dissociative trance, I lived without living for days. The time to which you are referring is buried. I'd have to go digging to find it. How was your weekend? You do anything fun? It's Tuesday. On Tuesdays, I open the cafe with my manager. It's 4 a.m., and her chipper attitude fights to overcome exhaustion. I open my mouth, but there is no answer prepared. My mental cue is empty. Oh, you know, I say. Nothing much. I just slept, really. It's true. I had slept 16 hours straight. Two-thirds of an entire day. When I awoke, I awoke feeling as though I had been punched in the face, and pushed up against a concrete wall all night long. Devoid of dreams, this sleep ferried my languid form from one day to the next, and each day was an island unto itself. My life, the most truthful one, is unrecognizable, extremely interior, and there is no single word that gives it meaning. The Hour of the Star, Clarice Lispector. It's false, too, my answer. One of those lies of omission we hate, but love to do. Within me, there's always been the impetus to tell the whole truth. Thus, here I am, telling you. Nothing much amounts to everything. Those minuscule moments, not worth mentioning if someone asked, were my life. I had heard a song full of violins, which cut my soul to the quick. Having drunk half a bottle of wine, I'd laid in the bath, waiting for the scorching water to drain my tension away, for the salt and the oil to season my flesh, to tenderize me. I had sat in a small dark room for hours and tried to make music, 
Upon failing, I'd gone out into the yard, climbed onto the hammock and rocked myself, back and forth like a baby, to and fro, like a leaf on the wind. I'd made numerous efforts to relax every muscle in my body, but never could manage. I'd laid in a long, dark room and tried to sleep. Upon failing, I'd found books to read. I'd stared at a screen until I was too tired to hold my phone in front of my face. I'd worried about the state of things, lingered on my impotence to do anything about the state of things, then promptly moved on. I'd started another television series I wouldn't finish, translated lines from a Spanish drama into Italian, then English, memorized a monologue so if I ever needed to curse out my non-existent Italian boyfriend, I'd be prepared. I'd steeped in humid air on the back porch, considered questions which have no answers, tried on different futures like trying on shoes. None of them had fit, which makes sense. I do wear a size 11. Your problem is not that you haven't mastered the conversational skills necessary to maintain someone's interest. Your problem is that you never forced yourself to define exactly who you are and what you love and how you want to live. You've never had to talk about these things passionately. You've never dared to lay yourself bare without apology. How to be a person in the world. Heather Havrilski. Don't ask me how I spend my time, because I won't tell you. Don't ask me how I spend my time, because I don't want to tell you. Don't ask me how I spend my time, because then I'd have to tell you. I found another reason not to write. I'm not ready, the characters feel far away, the story is still too wet to be molded by me. Once again I've wriggled myself out of my destiny. There's never a good time to stop and there's never a good time to start. I went back and forth with stopping and starting until I developed motion sickness, then didn't move at all for some time. Are you asking for the real thing, or are you asking for a sound bite? What am I prepared to share? Absolutely nothing. Don't ask me how I spend my time because it's none of your business. I hide my true self from others and then wonder why they don't know me. The ladies behind the counter at the gas station up the road know us. They don't even ask for our IDs anymore. I never go anywhere without my sister. We parked by the water at noon on a Thursday. We ate cinnamon rolls and drank coffee. I felt hot and alive underneath the sun. We spoke about the future, and I tried with my mind's eye to see past the incredible brightness, to make out details. I could not. Standing in front of a mirror, I asked, Why don't you know me? The girl across the way answered, There's not enough time. But her tone was wan, like someone offering up an excuse. Time is a created thing. To say I don't have time is like saying I don't want to. Tao Te Ching, Lao Tzu. They will not ask, How do you spend your time? This question, nevertheless, is the essence of the following questions. How have you been? What have you been up to? Made anything new? How's school? Where are you working now? How's life? They drop these questions like a smiling waitress who's come by your table to check the food tastes all right. Fine, great, delicious, you say. Perhaps the food is only good, but you play it up so she'll leave faster. 
or perhaps the food is truly bad. But then again, who told you to order the chicken? If I've slept away my days, if I've found myself standing in the kitchen with no clue as to how I ended up there, if I've given up understanding the nature of my own existence, and if I've shunned even my own expectations of life in order to find a better way to live, I don't know how to say that succinctly. My manager glances up from the pastry case. How's life? This shift isn't over until 10 a.m. I must answer. I must tell her something. I grab the ready-made reply, the response ingrained into our brains from a tender age in hopes it will become a self-fulfilling prophecy. And in doing so, I distill the storm into its precipitation, the rain into a glass of water, the snow into a cube of ice. I peel the rind off the fruit of my life, drain the pulp, throw out the pit, because she wants the concentrate to be drunk in one smooth sip. Life is good, I say. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you haven't already, you can subscribe to the In the Interim newsletter that is on the homepage of the website. As well, you could follow along on Instagram at In the Interim Blog or on Twitter at ITInTerry. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope you have a wonderful day.